So we're here with my friend Elizabeth Bay, which I know from attending from her, some of her events and also seeing her on Redkin Education events. Um, she has a lot of great advice for newer hairstylists as well as any hairstylist. So thank you so much for being here. And I'm so happy that you could um, have this conversation today. So welcome to the Hairstylist Accelerator podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have an amazing conversation today. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking earlier and as you know, like I speak to a lot of newer hairstylists. I go to schools. I speak to new graduates. I do a lot of um, interviews and, you know, job um, applications, of course, for, for my own business. But um, talking to new stylists and helping them their first year, I know that um, you probably have some experience with that as well. Now, just tell me a little bit of your story, your backstory. So how long have you been doing hair and um, and You've, you've gone through, I've watched you go through this transformation over the years and tell me a little bit about that so that the audience can get to know you for a minute. Yeah. So my name is Elizabeth Bay. You said that, but <laughs> um, I started in the industry in 09. I was a stylist for almost 10 years behind the chair. And to date, I have owned a salon, I think May was six years or five years. I don't remember. <laughs> One of the two. Um <laughs> And so that's kind of currently today. I've been in education almost my entire time in the industry. I started with the Paul Mitchell salon that was really heavy into education. So I was thrown in like assisting the educators, assisting on stages and um, doing workshops like as an assistant in the salon. And my career in education later led to beauty school. I was a beauty school teacher for three or four years. And then I went independent with education in 2014 or 15. I would have to look back. One of the two. And that was like when I launched my first e-course and started doing workshops. And I did workshops around the nation for about four years. And that's how I built our community. I now am the CEO of a company called Hair Love University. Yeah. And we are mostly known for our big hair love retreat. That's kind of like what I think a lot of people tie us to. But um, that four years of workshops built a really massive community, just like really on the grounds roots. Like I was a single mom when I started my independent education and did every other weekend. I'd be like in a little town in Idaho, then in New York, and then in, you know, um, Savannah, Georgia, and then in Florida and just wherever really. And um, that later birthed our retreats. And long story short, um, the company I run now is Hair Love University, and we do retreats and masterminds. Everything is experience-based education. And so literally like Africa, Tulum, in a greenhouse, like everything is like of an experience. We take you out of our element, out of your element. Our whole education concept is called Escape to Learn. So whether that be literally in another country or creating an environment digitally. Um, and so we have a few different programs, but I spend my time full-time um, coaching, hosting events. And um, I really am like a writer and creative at heart. I have a book coming out. I love writing curriculum. Um, and I went through, I mean, like 
because it's like such a windy road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In 2019, I went through a pretty wild healing journey and had some sickness and it ended up putting me, I went to school to become a trauma-informed life coach, breathwork practitioner, subconscious coach, like a whole, it put me into this whole other realm of things. So it took like what I was doing with mindset and business coaching to like a whole nother level. And so nowadays I'm literally a trauma-informed life coach. I'm a business coach, but everything is really through that lens. Um, I do a lot of breath work. I lead a lot of big groups. Um, that's, yeah, I help a lot of educators nowadays, actually. Like most of my clients are educators. Um, so it's kind of just been like a very unique path that I could never have guessed like ever in my whole life, but it's just yeah. kind of unfolded, you know? You have such a unique history with becoming an educator at such a young age, right? As a hairstylist. And I've watched yeah. you and I've watched the retreats and I've seen the teepees out in the middle of the desert. And I'm, and I see him and I'm always like, Oh, I want to go to this. You know, I have to make, I have to make this work, you know, but I feel like you have, um, through all of your journey, how do you feel like, um, you have probably lived the life of like, 10 people in the last 10 years, the amount yes. of traveling and adventures and, and metamorphosis and, and stuff that you've been through. And I love that you share your story with people because I feel like as hairstylists, we carry a lot on us because we pull it in from the clients that we serve. Right. And when you meet a newer stylist, I guess a stylist may be the first year out of school when they're excited, right? And they're maybe nervous and they have, you know, anxieties over stuff and they're learning and they want to learn. I always ask like, what are the three key things, like two or three key things that you would give them advice on in their first year? Mm, that's good. I love that. And I love the energy of a new stylist, by the way. I think it's yeah. like, um, I speak at Beacon every year and I just think like, it's like, I always tell them, I'm like, you guys are like my first favorite people because you're the hairdresser, but you're like the really stoked hairdresser who's like naively like, so excited. <laughs> so it's like, I love that. Um, My first piece of advice would honestly be you need to hire a mentor. And I know that you can't, you're like, I mean, air quotations, you can't afford it. You're not making money yet, like all of these things, but it is going to quantum leap your career and fast forward you at a speed and in a way with so much ease that you couldn't imagine. And it's like, you don't have to struggle through any of that. So it's like, find a mentor like that. You just have to. And the other thing is I would get really clear on values and alignments from day one. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of our industry has definitely bred this. And I'm sure many other industries like this, you have to earn your way. It has to be hard. You have to all of this stuff in the beginning. And it's like, that's a belief you can buy into. And you could literally become educated on how to do this with ease and with grace and with education and build something really beautiful and balanced from day one. Like, mm -hmm. I just think that sacrificing health and family in order to grow a career is like a wounded entrepreneurial myth that like a lot of us have been taught or embodied or mm -hmm. shared. And it's like, it's not true. And I think that that's something you could really hold as a core value from day one. You know, I'm going to work hard and 
I'm going to have balance in my life, you know, to live your life. I think that the old school analog way, you know, I call it analog, but it's like the old fashioned way is, is, is fallen away by the side. And, and so now we have these new styles and like, okay, well, I want to hustle and I want to work and I want to be successful, but I still want to have my life. And I still want to enjoy a retreat or I still want to go on a vacation or whatever it is. So I love that you say that and, and getting a mentor is, is, the way to get that person, maybe that sounding board or somebody who might say something to you that you need to hear, not just what you want to hear usually. Right. And me and my mentor, that's what it becomes is what I need to hear. Not what I want to hear. Yeah. Yes. And so when you, um, when in your first like couple of years, you said you had a big Paul Mitchell education background in the first couple of years and you were an educator right away. If you were to go back and talk to like first year, Elizabeth Fay, what would you say to yourself back then? What would you do differently like the first year or the first two years yeah. or whatever? Yeah, I would say, I'll say two things. One of them is I really was blessed to be in a culture in the beginning that was so mentor heavy. So I would say like your value that you're placing in mentorship is going to pay off. Like I've created an insane career in a short amount of time. And that would not have been possible if I have had dozens of incredible mentors and I still have like a team of mentors. Like I pay so much money to my mentors and it's worth it. Like as my life grows, my business grows. And so I would say, A, that will pay off. Like that, A, that will pay off, that will be worth it. And the other thing I would say is, you don't have to be in a rush to get to some like ultimate destination. Like, I think I really thought like, you know, it's so easy to like chase a goal and be like, okay, when I get there, I'll be happy. When I do this, I'll be happy. And I accomplished a lot of shit that way, like tons and tons of things on paper. And I never actually got to experience what I was wanting, which was probably a feeling I wanted to feel freedom or happiness or joy or celebration or peace or ease. And I would tell little Elizabeth, like you get to feel those things no matter what you accomplish. And it isn't the goal that's going to make you feel like that. The goal gets to be an extension and an expression of that feeling. Like when you bring freedom into your life, your heart, your body, then everything you do will feel like an aligned expression or extension of that. And it took me a long time to learn that. And maybe like some people took longer, but like it took me like going hard fast Mm. until I was really sick to learn that. Right. Wow. I love that you're sharing that. And thank you for sharing that because it's really personal to you. But I feel like as a hair industry, you know, we have all of these big goals and then we're pushed right out of the gate. Like, okay, let's become a hundred thousand dollar stylist a year. And really hundred thousand dollar stylist a year now almost seems like so yesterday because now it's the talk is okay. I want to be $150,000 stylist and a $200,000 stylist and the goals are never going to go away. Right. So, and it, it really sounds like you're talking more about like, enjoy that journey along the way and enjoy the feelings that are going to come and the little, the little things that happen that are reasons to celebrate. Right. I like that so much. So sweet. And, um, so when you were um, it, as a stylist, I guess, and uh, growing into your business, or even when you became a business, a mentor and a coach yourself, who inspired you? Like, who were the people that helped you? Maybe I don't know as much about you and your personal life, your family, or maybe you have, I don't know, mentors that, that 
you were like, yes, this person really made a difference in your, in your life. So who were the people that inspired you? That is a wonderful question. Um, so I, I am writing a book and it comes out next year and it's literally dedicated. Like it makes me cry, but to all the mentors who have shaped and formed my life. And I wow. share a quote, I think it's a roomy quote, but he says, we're all just walking each other home. And wow. I really just believe like every person that you feel drawn to or aligned to or called to like, you know, when you're like, oh my God, I would love to be mentored by that person, like that feeling, or just really impressed by someone. I really believe like that person has like codes that they're going to unlock for you in your life in your potential and what you see possible in your paradigm. Just like they're going to unlock something in you to see a new perspective, right? To, and new things are going to become available to you because they're sharing a new perspective and new wisdom. And I, I'll share probably my dad, my dad's number one. And then I have just had so many damn good mentors. Like I don't, I don't even know like how to choose a favorite. Like I have like spiritual mentors and I have wellness mentors and I have business mentors and money mentors. And, and I just think it's about building a team and a circle around you of those people who know more than you can see farther than you want to assist you in the things that you're doing, um, want to share and help you grow. And I think that is so powerful and so inspiring and it really makes you feel super supported so get into rooms like that get into communities like that like that will change your reality so drastically like i don't have the words for it but my dad do you know my backstory at all i don't know enough about your backstory to say it so i'll let you say it i'll give you like the quick version um there's a whole movie did you know he made a documentary i did i did know that that yeah. it's called hairstylist change the world. Yeah. That's the one yeah. that you played at the, um, hair love live weekend. Yes. Did you see it? I was there. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, that'll be out. And that has my story, but my dad was a big inspiration in my life. And I share in that story how, um, I was a really troubled teenager and I shared a story of how I got into the hair industry was, I was in a troubled youth school and I got kicked out for making my hair a not natural color. And I ended up getting my hair done at the Robert Cromine salon to get it fixed. Okay. A woman gave me like a business card and was like, go to this salon, get your hair fixed. And I went to that salon and my dad was upset about how expensive it was. I, if you've, I don't come from money. Like my family doesn't roll into the Robert Cromine salon. Like we had a card given to us and I'd never been anywhere like that in my life. Um, and so I walked into that salon and was like, yes, got my hair done. My dad was like livid at what it cost. <laughs> and I had to like pay him back doing chores. And I ended up paying him back, saving the money to come back. And when I put the money on the table, the hairdresser ended up striking a deal with me that if I would do my hair for good grades on a report card, he would do my hair complimentary. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. No, and he did that for me until I was 16 years old. Nice. So that was how I became a hairdresser. And then at 16, I was a high school dropout and they offered me a job at, to be an assistant. And so I started at, it was called the Kelly Cardenas Salon in Las Vegas. So I started with that company and that was how I got into hair. I was doing drugs, I was running away, I was failing school and I had a hairdresser 
changed my world. And so, you know, we share that story in the movie and we talk about the power of the chair and the sacredness mm -hmm. of it. Um, so definitely every hairdresser should watch it. Um, yeah. But my dad was a huge mentor for me. And growing up, hair changed my life. And these experiences, my family, those are actually my family's teepees that we've brought to some of our events. My grandpa oh, okay. literally made them. He whittled the poles like he used to buffalo hunt. So those are my family's teepees that I grew up camping in. And my family used to take part in rendezvous and they would bring them to like elementary schools or church events and teach about them. And my dad would lead hikes and he does wild crafting and yoga. So like that was my life growing up was nature, getting in touch with those things. Um, our house always smelled like incense. Like that was like my dad's vibe growing up. And so I wanted to combine this like camp experience with the thing that had changed my life, which was hair. And so I wanted to create an experience like that. So that was, Hair Love was a passion project. It was supposed to be one time. Um, that obviously didn't happen, <laughs> which is great and beautiful and divine, but no, your retreats are magical. And I see the, the, I see the people who leave the retreats afterwards. And of course, I always wish I was there in person after every retreat. And I think, and even the last one, you talked about the breath work and, and stylists came there and they were exhausted and they were beaten and they were tired and they were all of those things. And that retreat really helped them become you can say more spiritual, more whatever the word is for you. It might be different for everyone, but I saw the results of some of the people that came to your retreats on the last one. I was just literally almost in tears. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing that you've done. And I've seen the changes on it over the years. And it's just, it's a wonderful, uh, powerful thing that you do for stylists. So it's, it's great. And now it's for anyone. Apparently it's open to anyone, not just hairstylists. So hair, hair love is not hair. Love is just for stylists, okay. but we have other events that are for, um, we have a healing one that is for femme identifying humans. We have masterminds for entrepreneurs. Um, and then some are just stylists. So it just depends But the big hair love one that like people know and love that one. That's for hairdressers. Okay. Gotcha. Good deal. Well, thank you for clarifying that. It's so great. Yeah, my um, dad was my point was he's been my biggest inspiration because he's just taught me to come back to the earth and ourselves and to be grounded. And so he's been a really amazing mentor for me. Awesome. Now, do you still live near here? Your dad, your family? You, are you close? So they're to your, they're all in Vegas. They're all in Vegas. I live in Southern Utah, which is only two hours away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Very cool. So your hairloveuniversity.com is the, is your company that runs your coaching and mentoring and the e-courses e and all of your business, right? So hairloveuniversity.com is where people can find out more about you. And of course, um, Elizabeth Fay, F-A-Y-E and Elizabeth with an A, Elizabeth Fay. I'll put yeah. it on, um, underneath this. If it's, a, if you're watching the YouTube of this, you'll see it underneath in the comments. But I just want to, um, I just want to make sure that people know that you are the, the, one of the most inspirational, probably one of the youngest, most inspirational hairdressers I think I've ever met in our industry. And I love seeing you in our Redken world when we're doing trainings online or in person. So I'm so glad that you took the time today to inspire and help hairstylists. Now, um, if you, uh, like anyone who's watching this, let's say a young hairstylist, and maybe they feel a little bit discouraged or they feel a little bit defeated or they're like, okay, I'm in the first year and it's getting hard. Like, yeah. um, yes, get a mentor, right? Yes, get with the right tribe. 
And yes, connect with Elizabeth and all of her channels here and um, the brands that love and care about you. Of course, I love Redken. I'm a Redkenite for hard, die hard, you know, forever. But is there anything else that you would say to any of the newer stylists who might be catching on, catching yeah. this and uh, what, what they should do? That's a great thing. I would say two things. You just have to trust, like business building and entrepreneurship has a compounding effect. And so it's like, it kind of feels in the beginning. It's like if you were investing in your retirement or saving, right? In an account that compounds, $5 doesn't feel like it's compounding too much, but then it's growing on $10, then $20, then $30, then $100, then $3,000, right? And so it's like, you gotta trust your process a little bit. It's one client, then it's five clients, then it's 10 clients. Like you're you're in a growing phase and in a scaling phase and you're building your foundation and so just trust the journey of patience with yourself and um you know i would come back into that and the other thing i would say is experience like if like everything we do in our company is experience-based whether it be our salon that we own when i used to do hair like people especially now okay we're post a freaking pandemic like mm -hmm make people feel this is literally the message of our documentary heard seen and loved like that changed my life being in a chair and i had to come back and i didn't have money to come back and i still had to come back because the way i felt so make your chair make your salon an experience that people can connect and they can feel loved and they can feel beautiful like if you do that that's so priceless and it's it's gonna build it's gonna compound I know that journey can be a little daunting in the beginning, but it's like, um, I always think you probably feel this way too. You know, when you're growing or you're looking up to other people, they're almost like on the other side of the river and they're like, I promise you can make it across. It's not that cold. You're going to fall a few times, but you can wade through it. And it's like, it's so worth it. It's such a beautiful, rewarding career. You get to touch lives. You can make so much abundance so much money so much like growth you can have all the freedom you want like it's it's worth the work it really is great i love that it's a great message to end on thank you so so much i'll leave um contact information for for you elizabeth fay and also heyelizabethfay.com is a website um that is for her personally so um, thank you so much today for your time. I know how busy you are and how many things you're involved in. And I really, really, really appreciate your messages that you're doing uh, here to help all these lovely hairstylists that are listening. Thank you. Thank you.